Joshua chapter 7, verses 19 through 26. It says, And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment, garment, and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran under the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the, the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. And let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please be with us this morning and please help me as I preach. Lord, please uh, give me your strength. Please give me your power. Lord, please uh, help what is said this morning to be a, an encouragement to the folks, a challenge to them to keep pressing forward for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning we talk about uh, on the subject of blessing blockers. Blessing blockers. And the idea that uh, once we get saved, uh, there, there are many things that come along with that. There are many blessings that uh, are available to us. And uh, not that uh, salvation in and of itself wasn't, wasn't more than enough. But his, God is, uh, has for his children many blessings. But there are, uh, although we cannot lose our salvation... There are things we can do uh, that hinder those blessings that are available to us. This morning we're going to look at a few of those things and just uh, maybe along the, uh, sort of like a warning. Something to keep, uh, be weary of, uh, to make sure that we don't uh, fall into that. You know, allow those things to creep into our lives, if you will. We see here uh, in, uh, in this story, uh, of Achan, we we see the the idea of covetousness came in there, and uh, how that uh, he the, we know the story how that uh, he went in and, and he coveted those that garment and the silver and the gold, and then it, 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 we know as the story went on, we didn't uh, we just read the very tail end of that of that story how that. Uh, how that they went and they they went to and they were defeated at Ai, and they suffered that defeat because because of Achan. They the story how that they sent three thousand men and uh, thirty six of them were killed. 
And it brings in it, in it, uh, uh, it, it brings the, to mind the fact that, uh, you know, our sin doesn't just affect us. We've all heard it. I'm sure you, uh, I've heard it. You've heard it. Uh, talk about that, the ripple effect. You know, so many people, uh, you know, they, they want to do, uh, they want to live life their way, and they don't care. Uh, they have no, re no regard for what God wants. And they, you know, what do they all say? It's like, uh, you know, it's my life. It, you know, who, you know it, it, it doesn't affect anyone else, but it surely does. We see that in this story. We see that, we see that in families all across America today. In just about every situation, you can see where, uh, yes, it, it affects uh, the person that sinned, but it affects those around them too, to one degree or another. And what a, you know, uh, it cost 36 men their life in this story. But nowadays it destroys, uh, it, it, it might not take folks' lives, but it sure destroys plenty of lives. That, that uh, uh, innocent bystander. Fathers that don't care, uh, you know, about the things of God and it destroys their children's lives. In different, uh, different situations, how that uh, it does affect others, and, and, and that uh, that covetousness came in there, and, and caused him. Uh, I almost combined it. Uh, you know, I always say, "Well, I get ahead of myself." Uh, well, one of the points, spoiler alert, is it talks about selfishness, and I almost combined the two because it do, it does pretty much go together. But uh, uh, but Aiken he he <laughs> he let that covetousness come in and it and it it affected his life and they killed him. He was stoned, and then they burnt the uh, then they burnt the stones, and him and it and it affected his family and everything that he had was destroyed because of it. And the fact that, and I couldn't help but but think of the think of uh, of this. How many how many Christian how many churches have an Aiken in their uh, in their camp that that there's some sin buried in their tent of their heart that needs to be dealt with. They think, and <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, whenever I read that story, I think about the fact that you know they're go, going into the promised land, taking over. And you remember the fact that their clothes, all during the wilderness, they, their clothes were all the same. You know, remember it talks about how their, their feet, their shoes didn't wear out and their clothes didn't wear out. And I couldn't help think, he, he stole a garment. And I don't know if at this time, maybe, maybe they were to start making their own clothes again. I don't know. But I think it's like, if every, for the last, you know, all these years you've been wearing the same outfit and then all of a sudden you got something new on. You're going to stick out. You know, it's like, what was he going to do with this thing? You know, it's like, oh, the children of Israel are moving. Well, I got to go dig that. Remember to dig dig up my, uh, you know, uh, my ill-gotten gains and make sure I hide them and go bury them in, you know, whatever we stop. Next. You know, where was he going to spend the money? You know, I, I think it was one of those, what was he thinking? But you know what? There's a lot of a lot of times in uh, most times in Christians' lives when they uh, when they you know follow the self over what God wants. 
You know, many of the, many that, that see that happening in their lives think, well, what are they thinking? But we need to take this as a warning. And now let, uh, you know, what, what we want take place of what God wants. We see that covetousness. Then we see, uh, not only that, uh, we see disobedience and rebelliousness in the life of Jonah. You know this story, how they Jonah, uh, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. And he ran from God. Once again, uh, <laughs> kind of the same, same thing as far as, like, he thought he could run from God. He thought God wouldn't see him, Brother Sean. You know, you think, you know, that, that was, what was he thinking? Once again, what was he thinking? But we might read that story and say, well, you know, what, what was Jonah, what was Achan thinking? What was Jonah thinking? But really, we ought to ask ourselves when we, uh, when we uh, are rebellious, when we're disobedient, we should say, you know, what are we thinking? He didn't want God, he didn't want God to use him to be a blessing. He told him, I want you to go down there and I want you to preach. I want you to, uh, <laughs> to preach. And, and, and uh, uh, the fact that uh, Jonah, he was afraid they were going to repent. And that's what they did. Eventually, you know the story. But the thing is, he, uh, he God wanted him, uh, told him what he wanted him to do, and, no, and uh, Jonah didn't want to do it. But you know, too many times we're like that also. God might say, you know, I want you to do this, or here's what I have for you to do. And, uh, we, you know, we don't want anything to do with it. I was thinking as far as witnessing, you know, that's kind of, that was pretty much what, what Jonah was being told to do. When you think, well, well, Jonah was supposed to go down to Nineveh and preach, you know, why wouldn't he want to do that? Well, you know what? Our job is to go and tell folks about him too. And uh, there, there's quite a few Christians that don't want anything to do with that either. And it's not always easy. And it, it's not always funny. And uh, I think I've said before, uh, the hardest door to knock on is that very first one. You go out and you go, I'm going to knock on, uh, you know, we're going to go knock on some doors. It's like, oh, that first one. Once you get that, not, you know, break the ice there, you know, it's not so bad. And, uh, you know, uh, you talk to that first person and, you know, it's like, Sticking your, your toe in the water. It's like, do I want to jump in here? Uh, but, you know, once you, once you do that, once you um, knock on that first door, it gets easier. But too many of God's children today are, are as disobedient and rebellious as Jonah was then. We can, we can look at him and say, I don't understand him. I don't know why did you, you know what? But it's, it's different year same thing. They're, they're guilty of, of wit, not witnessing. They're guilty of, of not following God's will. As we know, Jonah knew exactly what God wanted him to do. But he just didn't want to do it. In witnessing, in, in, in following God's will, in, in his walk. You know, we as Christians, we're supposed to be Christ-like. We're supposed to be following, uh, you know, what he's told us in his word, how we, should, how we should act, how we should live. 
We need to make sure that we're not disobedient. But not only that, we, we see number three is worldly. In 2 Timothy, he talks, uh, as mentions Demas. Talks about he, he, uh, that Demas, he left Paul to go after the world, to follow the world. In churches all over, the, all over our country, and I'd say all over the world, I'd imagine. There are those that were once faithful to church. One they were uh, they, they they were faithful. They were part of that nucleus. I'd have to say many of them, but they're no they're not they're no more to be seen in church. Why? Because they they followed Demas's Demas's example. I'm sorry, and they went after the world. There are those that uh, you know they'll come and they'll uh, they'll be uh, gung ho and they'll you know they're 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 behind the church and they're behind the program and they're they're and they're they're excited about the things of God and they want to uh, they want to tell folks about Him and and uh, they're there every service and they're there going out soul winning and they're and they're 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 like I said they're gung ho and then next thing you know they're nowhere to be seen. And what happened? They 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 did the same thing Demas did. They they left the uh, the things of God to follow the things of the world. And while it's easy to surround, say, well, you know, well that person, you know, I remember that person. I remember oh that family. They, you know what? Uh, we need to instead of uh, pointing fingers and, and uh, remembering names, we need to take that as a just as a warning to us that it could happen to us too. Before we start thinking, you know, uh, you know how much better we are because we're still in church and they're not. We need to. It needs to be a warning. It can happen to you also. It can happen to myself. And we, when we start thinking that it can't, then we need to look out. We need to be, be careful about uh, following uh, Demas and, and, letting, and following the world instead of Christ. And when we see, not only that, we see prayerlessness. Prayerlessness. In James chapter 4, it's a verse that says, You have not because you ask not. John 16, 24 says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Song to the disciples. And it's one of those, uh, when it comes to this, it's like, how many... How many, how many blessings are missed, missed out on, just because we simply did not ask? How many blessings that, did, we, did God have planned for our lives that we've never seen? That we'll never know about, uh, maybe until we get to heaven. I don't know if we, uh, I think we've all heard the, the storehouse where uh, a person went to heaven and there's a big storehouse and said, 
What's all, uh, you know, what's, what are all these for? What's, what's in the storehouse? And it's like, that's, that's all the blessings that were, uh, that, that people never asked for. I don't know if it'll be like that. I don't know if it, it'll just be one of those things that we just, we'll just never know it. I don't know. But the thing is, I do believe there are, there are plenty of things that we miss out on as Christians. Yes, we have salvation. And that, that in and of itself is enough. But there are so many more things that, the, that God has for us that we missed out on just because we didn't ask. Just because, well, we didn't think he, that he cared. Oh, that's too, that, that's too small. He won't care about that. Oh, that's too big. He don't, you know, he's not going to work like that in my life. You know, instead of asking him, we, 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 take, time, we take that time that we could be asking him uh, to verbalize the excuses why he won't answer them. When the kids were, uh, I don't know, I think they were teenagers. I think it was Sam. Uh, some we were talking about something, and, and uh, he said something like, "Oh, well, I could have. We could have done this. I think it was with his friends or something like that. I don't remember all the details, but I remember him saying, uh, and, and I was listening to him. I was like, "Oh, that that sounds like fun. Too bad he missed. You know, too bad he missed out on that. And it wasn't. I mean, I don't think it was anything monumental. It was just something, you know, something teenager thing." And he goes, well, I didn't ask. He goes, because I knew what you were going to say. And he wasn't being a smart mouth. He was just like, well, I knew you. I knew what you'd say about that. I knew, you, I knew you'd say no. And I, and I thought for him, I was like, well, you should have asked. Because he, he told me what it was. And I was like, well, that sounds like fun. You know, why, why not? And he goes, uh, he said, well, I knew, I knew what you'd say. I said, well, you should have asked because I would have said yes. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had any objection to doing that. And and what he it was one thing he missed out on. And like I said, it was it wasn't anything big that I recall. It was it was just I don't know activity or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was it was something that he missed out on because he didn't bother asking. That's all. That's the only thing that kept him from it. I think there's, there are plenty of things that just because we don't ask, that's the only thing that keeps us from getting that blessing. What a shame that is. We see prayerlessness. We'll hold back the blessings. Then we see, if we need to be careful, because uh, being critical will keep us from receiving the blessings. Remember the story of Moses' brother and sister, Aaron and Miriam. Remember they started uh, started uh, uh, attacking, being critical of Moses. You know, it's like basically, well, you know, why why is he why why are you in charge of everything? You know, uh, to put it in second grade terms, it's probably like, who died made you boss? You know. And, but, but the thing, you know, in, in here, you know, uh, Moses, his brother and sister, they were older anyway. So, you know, that, that just adds, to, you know, puts a fuel on the fire anyway. But we see that, if you remember the story, how that, uh, that Miriam, she got, she got leprosy. And the fact that, uh, that, that God didn't sit still for it. 
And that'll hold back the blessings. Being critical. Uh, being critical of others. You know, in, in, in 2020, I think we could go through this. It's been, we're halfway through it. It's been quite a year. And not like it's been quite a year. It's, it's been quite a year. Yeah. We had, you know what? I was going to go through list. No, I'm not going through list. You, you know the list. And <laughs> it's one right after another. It's like, uh, the fact we're, uh, thank goodness. Uh, I'll tell you what helps when, you know, you start getting, uh, you know, with the uh, coronavirus and uh, all these other things and the, the coin shortage. And I didn't even know they were having a coin shortage. And I guess it's a real thing. You pull up, you go to the drive-thru, we're having a coin shortage. It's like, okay. And, uh, but, uh, but, but the thing is, if, uh, Hallmark's been running the Christmas movies. And uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'm man enough to say, Bernard, I, I, I don't mind watching those. And uh, you know what? You turn those on, I watch them with Al. And uh, we turn them on, it's like, you know, you don't think about being sick. You don't think about the killer hornets. You don't, you don't think about any of that stuff. You know, it's like, you think about Christmas. It's like, oh, that's kind of nice. And, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, but you know, uh, these days, you know, we don't, we don't really need anyone, uh, tear, you don't need to be tearing anyone down. You know, I don't think anyone needs that anytime, but especially now. You know, we need to be uh, uplifting each other, encouraging each other, not, not all <laughs> tearing each other down and, you know, why didn't you do this and, and whatever it may be. We don't need to be critical of each other. And the fact is, you know, uh, we talked about uh, Wednesday night, you know, somebody being offended and things like that, and, and even talked about dealing with that. And there are ways to deal with that. But the fact is, we don't need to go around being critical of each other. I one, uh, a pastor used to uh, finish, uh, had a morning broadcast and said, uh, be kind to everyone because, because what does he say? Be kind to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. And I, you know, and I was, as a teenager, you know, you, you kind of tweak that around and make it different things, and you know, was it be kind? And then you twist around like, I forget what something like, uh, be mean to everyone because somebody might be having a good time, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, but but the idea that that saying is no, it it's. There's never been a time where that's been more true. Everyone's having a hard time. Everyone's edgy. And the thing is, we need to not be critical. And then we see not only that, as I kind of gave the spoiler alert, uh, we need to, <laughs> selfishness. We see that the example of Samson. You know how he was, uh, he was, he was God's man. But he put himself, he put his own desires first. Sam was talking about this morning about uh, atheists. And I was thinking, well, they kind of uh, humanists putting, uh, putting the created in front of the creator. 
And the thing is, we need to, uh, we, we know the story of Samson, how that he, he had his own selfish desires. And, he, and uh, when he put him, himself first, he lost God's power. And you know what? In our Christian life, when we start putting our, ourselves first and, and put, <laughs> putting God in the back seat, we lose God's power also. We need to not let that. Uh, in in uh, in in uh, Wednesday nights, we've been and uh, talking about how that we're you know we're we're God's servant. We talked about that Wednesday. Night. Man, we talked about a lot of stuff Wednesday night. I'm glad I was here. And uh, the fact that uh, when we put our own desires first, we, he he takes the back seat and we lose his power. And the fact that we need to we need to put him for what uh, the, the 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 junior church song Jesus Jesus and others and Jesus and others than you what a wonderful way to spell joy and you know that's a a, a little uh, junior church song and it's easy to uh, easy to remember but the thing is it has a lot of truth in it and we need to not be selfish. We need to be selfless and put him first. Put his, put his, what his, uh, his will first. Put God's desires first. What he has for us first. And the thing is, we need, <laughs> there are so many things that God has for us. Like I said, uh, salvation, we can't lose that. But blessings, we surely can lose them. We can stifle them. But the thing is, we need to guard ourselves and not uh, not let our behavior, not let putting ourselves first, not let be, being selfish, uh, come uh, block those blessings that God has for us. A life serving the Lord is, is, is there's nothing like it. And anything this world has to offer doesn't even compare to what a life of serving the Lord has. And we need, to, we need to guard ourselves. It's something that any of us could get caught up in. Well, we can, we can put names on, on the different things that we talked about this morning of different people and, and uh, folks that used to go to church and, you, you know, they used to serve God. But the thing is, we need to guard ourselves that, that we don't become part of that list also.